Welcome to Season 4, Episode 1 of Four Seasons in a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons, and a fifth season that's about on par with getting fourth in the Olympics. Today, we are talking about Season 4, Episode 1 of Fringe, neither here nor there. My name is Nick, and joining me today are Charlie and David. Hi, I'm Charlie. Hi, I'm David, and you leave those poor Canadian swimmers alone. <laughs> what also, do you mean? It's also, the Canadian is, medal. <laughs> is, is fourth worse than third because okay. at least fourth yeah. is no, just no, kind of no. like you're just fourth, there third in in some events you had to lose to get that medal. no no fourth no. is definitely out of like the four rankings first is the best then third then second and fourth agreed um, i think second is the agreed. worst second is the worst because second like feels you're like, the first I feel loser. like second so so we're all talking about this as people who will never get an olympic medal ever yes 100 um, percent. but <laughs> But no, mentally, it feels like second place would be the worst medal to get. Second, you're uh, so close and you failed. Third, hey, you still get a medal. Like, you still get to go on the podium and stuff. But second is like, you were so close. Fourth place, though, has to be some of the most heartbreaking shit that you can have happen. Yes. Because fourth, that, fourth you, were either, you were either expected to medal and it's a letdown, or you just peaked and you are never going to hit, hit that peak again. In, mm-hmm. in most circumstances, <laughs> I will say there's a couple have um, surprisingly entertained to watch has been the triathlons for men and women's because oh, the, the guy who won gold like just went okay and like the last couple running laps went, yeah, I'm going to win this and then pulled away and then like threw up after winning gold and it was like, oh shit. Yeah, I think uh, every- the woman who won it like she won by a full two minutes oh my god that's ridiculous and then during one of the cycling races the road race the woman won gold by so much time they had to tell the silver medalist that no in fact she had won silver someone beat you (laughs) by a ridiculous margin i remember i remember that because the second place like the person who came in second was sure that they had first because they were also like favored to win the event oh Uh, do you guys have the gold a medalist favorite... pulled away that early? Do you guys have a favorite Olympian? Um, uh, yeah. that's weird. I would probably name some hockey player that has mm-hmm. been in the Olympics at some point. Most of the swimmers are. Uh... Mine's Steve. Mine's Stephen Bradbury. Okay, he, he was an Australian speed skater. Who oh, won no, after yes. everyone wiped out in front oh. of him? <laughs> yes. Well, he he got into the finals after everyone wiped out in front of him in his qualifying race, and then in the finals, everyone wiped out in front of him, and he won. It's like yes. the only Australian gold medal they've won at the Winters, too, right? Yeah, basically. Uh, I love in watching other... that clip. <laughs> it's so in, good. In other... In cool Canadian news, um, Penny Alexiak became, like, the most decorated uh, Canadian, um, like, summer uh, Olympian. Oh, that's and awesome. Was, yeah, with six medals. Um, guess, guess who she's, Charlie, guess who she's related to? Jamie Alexiak in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, new Kraken defenseman. <laughs> he, he gave an interview and was asked, like, hey, how, like, huge is your sister in terms of, like, Canadian sports popularity? And he went, oh, well, back in, like, 2016, she won the National Award for Athlete of the Year and then pointed to Sidney Crosby sitting about 10 feet away and went, beating that guy. (laughs) Which is quite the achievement. 
That yeah. is quite the achievement. <laughs> um, audience, in case you can't guess, the Olympics are going on right now. They are. <laughs> and we might be Canadians, so we hear about all the Canadian Olympians. Yep, so no men so far. <laughs> Literally none. It's it's actually kind of impressive. I have a theory that um, most of the male athletes go into the winter sports, if they're really, like, athletic and stuff. Especially in Canada. Yeah, just in Canada, because there's, there's definitely so a, much a more, more, money. more of a market for it, where I feel like the summer sports are somewhat more even compared to the States. Um. Well, by gender we've, we've been traditionally like terrible like absolute garbage at the summer sports uh well, so yeah because we're canada women... yes <laughs> yeah how uh, many well, how many summer so... olympians in the states are from like f- like minnesota give me a sample up. of that because i'm that sure would be interesting it, to look up <laughs> even if they were born in minnesota i'm sure at some point they moved to like a warmer state to train florida <laughs> Um, cool, cool Olympic fact. Um, it was after um, Canada got a single silver medal at the Montreal Summer Olympics that we started funding our Olympic athletes. <laughs> that the government started you funding. Mean, uh, I you assume know, summer Olympics is what it. you mean. Yes, summer Olympics. Yes. It was well, yeah, yeah, the, but... the Montreal Olympics. We got a single silver in that entire Olympics <laughs> um, as the host country, and then the government went. We should probably start like funding our Olympic programs, shouldn't we? And I now mean, we have listen, a bunch of really good swimmers. Listen, we do real good in the Winter Olympics. That's all we need. How many Winter Olympians are trained in Canada? Like, from other countries as well. Like, we, yeah. we have our niche. We have what we're good at. Especially, like, the <laughs> figure skaters. I always find it hilarious if you're watching figure skating, specifically in the Winter Olympics, because it's the same coach for every team. Like, it's the same <laughs> dude. And he has to run, change jackets, and go sit with the other, like, country's Olympians. <laughs> beautiful it's just the same Um, dude clapping who's excited for the winter olympics in like six months time yeah that's that's crazy (laughs) this is how it should be done all the time no no you need the two-year gap the two-year gap is perfect no because then i just have a solid block of hey i can turn on cbc and there will be some sport going on that i can watch i don't know it takes away some of the specialness, and it also takes away a lot of the interest. Because the reason why the Olympics is such a big deal, and why people give a shit about these sports that they wouldn't otherwise give a shit about, is that it's every four years. And that it's spread out, especially the winter and summer. Exactly. It's special. Because I don't I watch curling should... normally, unless it's the Olympics. In wow. which case, oh, I'm dude, down you're for it. Dude. You're missing, you're missing great. Out. You're some. You're missing out on some great bond. Spiels. Listen, I, I'm not white, and I didn't grow up in a small town. There's no reason for me to watch <laughs> curling otherwise. I, I feel very attacked right now. <laughs> you should. <laughs> Just because I, I took curling lessons for three years, <laughs> so I know you're from a small town. <laughs> oh yeah, I I literally knew knew nowhere where I grew up where I could have taken curling lessons. Um, yeah, but you're white, so you do watch curling. Oh, that's because we put it on while we like shot pool. It was great. That that is like the, one of the whitest things I've ever heard. I think <laughs> you just saying that means a Whole Foods opened up somewhere. Uh, thanks, Papa Bezos. Not a Whole Foods, probably a Longos or something. I don't. I don't know who runs those ones. So thanks, whoever that is. 
Um, anyways, we're almost ten minutes in. What have What have you guys been up to? Oh, work, puppy. Thesis. You know. You sound defeated. <laughs> you, Nick, Lily sounds full of life. Charlie, you sound defeated. I'm so tired. I'm just so tired. Are you excited to be recording at nine? <laughs> I I offered an earlier time. I you, you I shot legitimately, it down, Charlie. Yeah, because I had to I had to take the puppy for a walk. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, well. I could power through this. We are we are recording on my birthday as well. We are. Hey, I wasn't going to bring it up unless you were going to bring it up. Well, let's uh, not say the day or anything so we don't dox myself, but <laughs> we're recording eh. on my birthday. <laughs> so that's exciting. I, another year closer to death. Woo! My uh, resolution for this year of my life is to not panic and have a quarter-life crisis. Um, I think that's the goal. What would your quarter-life crisis look like? Buy an expensive car. Dump my my savings into an expensive car. I don't know. Panic and take a Europe trip that costs like 200k or something. I mean, you can't really take a Europe trip right now. I mean, it's opening up. That's why I'm saying that from this year is my concern. Oh, okay. Now, the Delta's Delta's going to fuck shit up. Yeah. I mean, originally, um, my dad was saying I should take a trip after I graduated. And if I wanted to go anywhere, he was asking me. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll think about it. And then COVID started happening. Like, probably (laughs) best that I didn't take that trip right away. (laughs) Because I would have been, like, out of country immediately when shit was going down. Another time. (laughs) Where's David? Trapped in, like, Portugal. (laughs) Yep. Does he have a work visa? No. Yeah, best that that didn't happen. <laughs> I mean, that's the kind of shit where you come back and you're like, guys, I got married. Oh, no. <laughs> that, I think, is my nightmare. Um, getting married? Really? An EU passport? <laughs> g- getting, getting married to, like, a random person in a foreign country? Yeah, because that's, like, that's life-ruining. Like, that's going to follow you. For, like, if the marriage doesn't work out, that's still something that follows you for the rest of time. Just yeah. like that EU passport. That's how you become the guy <laughs> bitching about alimony. <laughs> just don't have. Yeah, just, just make sure kids. she. And make sure she makes more than you. Oh yeah, because that that'll be so easy to do. Find a really shitty job. <laughs> Boom! Drop off the face of the earth. These are all good suggestions. All right, I'll keep this in mind when I get panic married to someone in the next two years. Excellent. All right. Shall we get into this, or David? Have you have you got some uh, other things other than getting panic married? Uh, well, that didn't happen. First of all, don't put that out in the universe. Um, you already did. Yeah, I have a hey, Nicholas- fans. Um, no, I don't got anything. Let's go into the episode. <laughs> well, happy birthday, David. Now we're Yay. not going to talk about it again. Yay! All right. The TV guide for this episode reads, the fourth, season, the fourth season begins one week after Peter vanished, and as the two universes maintain an uneasy alliance, Lincoln Lee helps the Fringe team on a shape-shifting investigation that hits close to home. And then other things David's put directly under. The- <laughs> you could put the, I fucking called so much shit. Because I, I fucking did. You, you really did, so... Uh, I guess before we hop in, let's very quickly tick off all the stuff you got right. Yeah. Um, Peter shows back up next season. Tick. 
Uh, well, also specifically as like Josh, like not as his character, which I te- technically that is Peter, but I, not yeah. he's like not active and he's not like part of the episode. Yeah, still a tick. Um, Astrid will move to become a full fringe field agent. I'm going to give you the tick for this. Even though they it, don't come out and say it, but she's like in does, the field and stuff. Yeah, it does appear that she is in the field a lot more often for reasons that we'll get into in the episode. Um, and then Lincoln will join the fringe team. He got clearance. He did. He also he, got to meet the other universe. Here. So I, I think he's part of the fringe team now officially. And the the big tick, uh, Nina and Broyles will get together and have a child. Wait, did we see that? <laughs> Are you? Who, wait, what? Who do you who do you think Lincoln Lee is, David? Oh my god. <laughs> That would be an amazing reveal. <laughs> How have you not guessed this yet? <laughs> Lincoln is Broyles and Nina's child somehow. Just um, what we always wanted. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. But uh, yeah, let's get into the episode here. Um, we come to, I think, immediately or not. Do we start immediately afterwards? Because we come to the two different universes sort of arguing here. Well, or... we get the, the Olivia's we... exchanging case files and also oh, okay. snide remarks. Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah, because this is the, uh, he, yeah, here's our case files. They should be familiar because you caused most of them. Oh, and... you have no honor. Da-da-da. My name's yeah. Olivia. Ooh. <laughs> and hey, we have learned the Olivia swap did still happen despite Peter not being around. Um, the whole Peter not being around is such a weird, like, ugh. Oh, it, it makes absolutely no fucking sense. And <laughs> the they, way... they try and explain a little bit, and then they just pretend it's like they just go, never mind, don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> writing a character out of a show after the show has went on for three, like, three seasons is, like, next to impossible. And by writing out, I mean they never existed. Um, so it's, it's fine. I'll give them the pass. But, oh, man, there's some uh, moments. Yeah. Can, can you tell that JJ really, really is fucking with time travel? Because <laughs> he he just Star Trek fringe. Uh oh man, I really liked the first Star Trek movie of the reboot movie when it came out. Um, but looking back at it, it there's there's a lot of flaws, especially where it's, you took that series. The first Star Trek JJ movie is a fun sci-fi action movie. It is objectively a yes. bad Star Trek movie. Yes, it is not Star Trek. If you want man, the best Star movie. Trek movie, you watch Star Trek The Motion Picture. It's the perfect Star Trek movie. It definitely feels more like science fantasy, science adventure sort of yeah. Star Wars. Which, is, which, hey, J.J. got a chance at Star Wars, too. And fuck hey, that up too. Uh, it's just so, J.J. So the question, the question is, at this point, can anyone not fuck up Star Wars? Like, were the, were the, was the original trilogy excellent, and then everything after that has just been terrible because no. of the first trilogy? The Filoni. original trilogy was uh, a, a miracle. The original <laughs> trilogy was the hard work of the editor. <laughs> was... Yeah, of George Lucas's wife uh, managing to get a composer of that level and just like it's Alec McGinnis like so many things came together to make those yeah. movies and make but them really I, good but okay to to argue the post um original trilogy stuff Mandal- like clone wars is very good uh and uh mandalorian is also very good so 
Star Wars right. television has still been good, just not the films. So, so yeah, so so as long as as long as a thing is less than like an hour, it's fine. No, no, no. Um, the the thing with the TV shows is they have a clear story direction from the outset, and yes. that's very clearly been the issue with the, I mean, the sequel you, trilogy. The you prequels say that. were George Lucas buying into his own hype. Yes, okay, and no one telling say, him no. I was going to say the prequels had a very clear story trajectory. It was just a <laughs> shit story trajectory. Yeah, but um, I thought um Rogue One was good. It didn't like blow my mind or anything, but I thought that was like a fun Star Wars story, at yeah. the very least. I haven't seen Solo, so I can't comment on that. But I hear that I it was at least enough. okay. I've yeah. not seen enough Star Trek to be able to fully comment. Yeah. Or Star Wars, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yes, or Star Wars. Uh, both of them. You know what he has seen a lot of? Fringe. Stargate. <laughs> hey, no, that's nope, my not friend. that one either. <laughs> I, there is actually a Stargate connection in this episode, and I'll bring it up when we get there. All right, yes, Fringe. Let us, we need to get into um, Fringe. Yeah, but- so the Olivias are like, oh, you fucked up our universe. You can't trust no one. We can't trust you. Get the fuck out of here with my case files. Um, man it's weird that a lot of just uh of your case files are missing sentences oh well whatever (laughs) not even redacted uh, just a blank line just a blank line where it's like peter did this and it's gone and hey a minute and 57 seconds into the episode with the recap peter shows up uh and david calls it (laughs) i i fucking knew it i jj hire me i can break story beats for you as we get a flash JJ, of hire me in the to background. write this dead TV show. <laughs> I'll write season six, JJ. Huh. <laughs> I need to once, think about that for a once second. Once we finish season five, we should do like a uh, guess oh, for pitch. what season six could like. We should each pitch a season six. Huh. <laughs> All right. We'll, so we'll you two can start thinking about there. that. Yeah, but we're we're still a ways off from that. Yeah. Uh, but then we cut to December meeting with our observer, and mm-hmm. they're like, "Hey, um, Peter, despite being erased from existence, is still here somehow. How did you of. fuck that up?" I I think at this point we can say our observer's name because they th- they think they have to have revealed it at this point somehow. They right? have not. I would no. I would like to point out that the guest cast for this has um the september as the observer still yes um okay. uh, i believe his name does get revealed this season and again it's not a wild revelation it's not nick also just said it as well yeah, we, we've said it a, because we've it's said it not a, a big deal yeah <laughs> no it's not we can just start calling him september like yeah. that's so, such a small spoiler yeah. it doesn't matter december is basically like hey we put the universe the way it was supposed to be before you fucked it up um, and now you have to make sure that Peter is completely erased from the timeline. They can never know that he grew up. Yeah. Because presumably he was, in... he was supposed to die in both universes then? Yes. Yeah. More so... cryptic words. Yeah. So what, what my question here then is that it seemed like everything we've learned from the previous seasons was that Walter figured out how to cross universes is that Walter is the one who broke it. But this seems like the observers are directly blaming September and blaming his interference. So was his interference saving them from drowning? Like, so well, remember, we know what remember the September's interference original was. interference, um, which what was, was his... uh, 
him he showing up in the lab Walt- and watching Walter ah, and Walter sees him. Okay. No, no, and no. He Walter alternate season. Yeah. yeah, alternate season. But which implies that Peter but, was supposed to but at that die point, in like, this universe. But at in, that point, and be saved in the other other universe. Oh, okay. Because right, because alternate seeing him is what distracted alternate from seeing the uh, cure. The cure, which motivates Walter to build the portal to go over and break universes. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. This makes sense. This makes sense. And so yeah, September is the one who fucked up. Yep. Yeah, because he got he got spotted. He just chilled in the background and knocked over a glass. And Walton had turned around and was like, "The fuck are you?" <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. He's okay. like, "I'm I'm supposed to observe, but I broke a glass." <laughs> I'm so he just sorry. did like a cat. Th- he just did like a cat thing and stared at Walton and just slowly like pushed a glass off the side of a table. <laughs> but yeah, so he's been tasked with. Uh, forever erasing Peter from the timeline. And then we cut to Hartford, Connecticut, where our good friend FBI agent Lincoln Lee is stopping off to visit and pick up his partner to start their day at work. Who mm-hmm. is oh, yeah. Colonel no. John no. Shepard in Stargate Atlantis? Who is oh? the Nothing second weird happens in Who is the second Nothing main weird. main cast character to appear in Stargate Atlantis? The other one, Dr. Raddick um yeah, Raddick I forget his first name. He popped up as the uh, Candyman, as oh. the the priest. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Definitely nothing like of a significance that happens between those two scenes, though. Like our new intro. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, we're in we're in the yellow universe. We're in piss Orange, universe now. Yellow. It does look like piss. <laughs> it's a very very. It's a bad shade. It's, it's a, a bad shade. Yellow. They should have gone more orangey. I, I'm. I'm concerned about the color of your piss. Uh. Listen, sometimes you drink seven monsters in a day, and that's what comes out. And then you go, man, I should stop this. That's... And then you drink six monsters in a day. Yeah. That's, that's more That's more reddish than I would ever want my <laughs> piss to be. Hey, man, you don't live my life. Have you never pissed out blood just a little bit before? Not to my knowledge. Not yet. Yeah. It's weird that you say not to my knowledge. How many pisses have you taken without your knowledge? I don't know. All of the ones when I was a baby? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> but I, fe- I feel like if you had pissed blood as a baby, your parents would have told you. I don't know. Maybe they were just like, eh, he's fine now. Is that really the thing that you'd like tell your kid when you're older? It's like, oh, by the way, there was that one time where you pissed blood, but it's fine now. Until, that hasn't happened ever since. Until I was 15, my mom kept track of every time I puked. <laughs> Jesus. She had a little, she wrote it down in a notebook. Isn't that your is, mom um, like a medical practitioner, data. though? Yeah, she used to be a nurse. <laughs> yeah, so like, I'm, I'm okay with that. She used to be a nurse, and I had a lot of concussions. So you know, <laughs> yeah, that's okay. that's yeah. just good bookkeeping. <laughs> that is that is better than probably like you know what is expected. So, that's well that's for well when done, you do go to the hospital and they go, "Has he thrown up recently?" Your mom can go, "Here's the Excel spreadsheet." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, I have <laughs> I've, I've trained a deep learning model, and it predicted that he should not be puking today. So uh, we have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> And they went, yeah, your model's wrong. <laughs> Is it? It predicted the last three. 
but yeah, so Anyways. yes, uh, after the new Lincoln opening, uh, yes, Lincoln is here to pick up his uh, what is the his partner because they have to go do some sort of investigation and they you, need to you go saying early. What is the word? His partner makes it seem like they're in some sort of same sex relationship. Did, I, it kind of looks like it. Uh, <laughs> I was getting some serious Brokeback Mountain vibes from these two. Were you not? Oh, no. As 100%. Lincoln, as Lincoln like, is carrying one of his children and then like, patting the other on the head as he's like, getting ready and still is only wearing boxers like on the secret, lower half. Secret lover vibes because we do see his wife, like Robert's wife. But like, oh, I, don't I don't think, think it's, it's even. I don't even think I guess, it's secret. Yeah. That is. Yeah, no, the wife's in on it. Like they're felt, in a polyamorous relationship. It felt very much like that Lincoln Lee and his partner were romantically involved to me. Going off of going off of the Lincoln is a is a creep. He is and what happens in this episode, he is one hundred percent stepping up to the plate here as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hey, and as this is basically just uh kind of a redux of the pilot episode yeah. in some themes, we can safely assume that Lincoln shares a hotel room with his partner and mm-hmm. they hide a relationship and this trauma will follow him in his psyche for what a season and a half before we forget about this uh, guy forever? i really i really hope Makes we don't sense. get lincoln in the uh, sensory deprivation tank <laughs> we hope not <laughs> but also just wearing the same like brawn panties that <laughs> anna torf was in her job that does sound that does sound like a wonderful thing um but yeah lincoln's lincoln's upset because his partner is taking too much time because he didn't wake up early enough and he's eating toast and lincoln hates toast for some reason he's like toast is too slow for me eat cereal the fast food (laughs) a cereal bar even (laughs) but hey no they show up right on time to stop crime yep they are chasing down a criminal uh we essentially like hard cut from like uh, his partner going like, "What could go wrong?" To them chasing down a criminal on some rooftops. Oh uh, man, they managed... it's great. The last day before my retirement, <laughs> they managed Link. to chase him into a warehouse building, right, of some sort. Yep, and they split up because he could have went up these up this ladder or down mm-hmm. this route. Um... And you you never you never split up. You never split the party because. Uh, Lincoln, Lincoln manages. finds the guy. Lincoln fa- finds yeah. the guy as the guy is killing his partner. Well, no, well, Lincoln no. finds one of the guys, disarms right. him in a really cool way. Right. Yeah. Because the guy cool. hesitates on killing the federal agent in pursuit of him. Like, you had a gun to his head. Just pull the trigger, you pussy. <laughs> You're doing illegal weapon sales. What's uh, killing a federal officer? A lot more. That, that one's a lot more right there. <laughs> well, hey, Mr. Translucent Skin doesn't seem to have an issue with it. He does not. Because he's on You're... top of Lincoln's partner doing something to his face. And, oh, look, his skin's turning translucent. We've never seen this fringe event before. Ooh. Spooky. And then he jumps out a window and does some, like, vampire is, bullshit. Is very <laughs> totally not on a wire getting pulled midair through that window. Yeah, so do the translucent skin people have superpowers as well? Because they definitely felt like that this episode. Especially with the it one just beating like Olivia that. up later on. <laughs> like, yeah. But hey, um, Lincoln's partner's not doing so good. Um, and we cut to... Uh... <laughs> no, in fact, he's dead. Yeah, he's just <laughs> Not doing dead. so good. 
Listen, but if hey, we're sticking Olivia... with uh, season one, he's going to die. But also, we gotta we gotta figure out some stuff first from this translucent man. <laughs> yeah. But hey, Olivia and Astrid are here to check things Save. out as always. It's always been Olivia Solve and Astrid. Solve the day. Yes. Ever since Charlie died, anyway. it's just been Olivia and Astrid. Yep. Exactly. Um, I think we get a short scene first with them in the lab, or nope. they get called to the nope. scene, right? Or do they just they are, cut? nope? They're just in this. There, we're just going right to the scene. Um, okay, they Hard check in. There. This is this is their job. This is what they do. Um, Astrid's they, calling Walter from the lab. They're flashing their badges uh, to mm-hmm. uh, to get in and take a look at the man. And then um, they uh, they go talk to Lincoln for a bit, and then they're like, "Okay, cool, we're taking the body." And Lincoln's like, "Wait, what?" And we cut to that's them. That's not how this works. We cut to, Well, we and cut then we to, also uh, have an observer like standing with September being like, oh, she used to know him, but she doesn't remember. And September's like, yeah, because we altered the fucking timeline, you moron. <laughs> like, what the fuck did you expect great. to happen? This, so, this, is the one, this is the one time, essentially, they use the observers of this episode as like, hey, look, Peter's gone. They're going to explain it. And then they do this, and that is all. <laughs> it also just brings up more questions. It's just like, okay, so apparently Lincoln never met Olivia, so th- th- uh, what? I would like to point out, you remember that entire fringe case where Peter was killing all those shapeshifters? That never happens anymore. Yeah, that entire. That entire case never happens. There's a lot they don't know about the shapeshifters still. Uh, it's real. I feel like they're real picky and choosy with what Peter's disappearance has changed. I mean, and just go back through I'm, every single fringe case that Peter directly solved, and it should be catastrophically worse. Well, also, how did Olivia manage to get Walter out of St. Clair's then? Because the they whole do thing bring was... that up. They do, do bring they? that up. Because oh, yes. she she tracked remember she tracked Walter down first and then yes. had to go get Peter to get him out. In this timeline, they mention like Peter died as a kid. A Walter Walter has no ki- next of kin, mm-hmm. so, so they don't need anyone going. to check him out. She can just have the FBI pull him out. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> but Patriot, whatever, Patriot Act, my dude whatever uh, hey so, david did you did you know that if the u.s government kills all your next of kin then they can just take you oh no <laughs> um but yeah so lincoln's very upset that they're just taking his uh, secret lover away where and he's like <laughs> he has a wife and kids and me um but olivia and astrid don't <laughs> yeah I, under- shits. <laughs> I understand you losing uh your your fbi partner he's like he was more than an fbi partner he was my he everything was a- friend <laughs> we were roommates we would go camping all of the time and just camp yep only camping just guys oh. being dudes we would sit in hot tubs four feet apart from each other no closer <laughs> um <laughs> it was a weird timing because i did just watch the genghis khan music video again <laughs> nice that's a good one. Anyways, let's cut to the lab now. Um, yes, we cut to the lab where we get to see Walter in this Peterless world where Walter is very much not okay. Walter is very terrified of the outside world. What are you talking yeah. about? He's just bringing a pigeon back to life. 
Oh. He's bringing the pigeon back to life. He's doing weird there's, mad scientist experiments. There, uh, there's also like, definitely urine in the fridge. Like, I don't know yeah. if you guys saw the two urine okay. cups just chilling in the fridge beside well, the pigeon. What's also strange is or he injects a dead pigeon with something and it starts flying around the lab and Astrid's like, oh, you brought it back to life. And he's like, no, 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 it's still dead. Like, <laughs> and then ominously goes, oh, it's not perfect yet. But it's a good start, and you're like, what the fuck is he doing? (laughs) (laughs) No time for that now, because Lincoln Lee strides in as well after managing to track down uh, this laboratory. And he starts, like, sort of uh, questioning. Well, first, Walter ropes him in to hold something. And then after the pigeon falls back down, Lincoln's like, wait, whoa, whoa, I didn't come here for this. What the fuck is going on here? What is going on? How? This is definitely, all right, I'm no longer in trouble because I can definitely, you know, bring this up to people now. (laughs) And Olivia comes in after him and he's like, what the fuck are you doing here? He's like, what the fuck are you doing here? He's like, what the fuck is this place? And she's like, that's not for you to know, bitch. You don't have the clearance. And then he threatens to call the press and talk about how the FBI has a secret division working in Harvard, which, yeah, that, that would be news. I mean, like he would be able to get the news out. Yeah. You don't think by setting foot on these premises, Broyles isn't like, set me up to assassinate and disband? Oh, yeah, no, 100%. Like, Lincoln oh, yeah. would get the call out and then he would mysteriously die. Like, distraught well, no, at the loss of his life. He would mysteriously disappear to the other universe. Um. Commit suicide by bullet to the back of the head. Yep. <laughs> um, like a normal thing. But before Olivia can call Lincoln's boss and get him in trouble, uh, they get another call that there's been another body. So it's fringe team off. And Lincoln's like, let me come with you. And Olivia's like, why should we do that? And Lincoln's like, maybe I've been lying. Maybe I held back information from the FBI. Maybe I'm obstructing your investigation deliberately. Hmm, bitch, you ever think of that? (laughs) Olivia's like, I don't got time for this. Come with me, I guess. And Astrid grabs a Bluetooth headset. With a camera on it. Ooh. Is it powered by the Sprint Network, though? Ooh, no, who knows? They've, they've stopped bringing up the Sprint Network in this episode. I love it. It's not, yeah, it's not a flip phone with a camera that she, <laughs> she uses, like, face cam for. Well, so, so my favorite thing that happens at one point in this episode, I can't remember exactly when, um, but someone goes, damn it, I don't have good cell reception. Like, the call just dropped. <laughs> And they look at their they look at their phone and they do the close up of the phone to like show like a like um oh no it's the oh shoot it's in the next scene never mind uh, we'll get there uh, <laughs> so we cut to uh, the three new members of Fringe Team Olivia uh, Astrid and um, what's his Lincoln name? now yes Lincoln <laughs> Loken Lang Loken Lang uh, Master Agent I. <laughs> Master Bader. (laughs) There's a dead woman in the car, and her skin is entirely translucent. And hey, another translucent person. Seems like we have a pattern. Ooh. I'm sure that'll go somewhere important. I'm sure that won't just be concentric circles. (laughs) (laughs) Cracks, thank you. They were cracks. (laughs) Yeah, but if you just drew them around, they'd just be concentric circles as well. They were just a bullseye, Charlie. It was all just a bullseye. We we do get the fun thing where Astrid has to do the examination with Walter talking in her ear as he's like yes. munching on popcorn. He's like, 
oh, I'll need to see her her anus. And Astrid has to go to the forensic tech and be like, I need, I need to see her anus. I, I feel like help. that's not a wild thing to ask. It's okay. It's not a wild thing to ask, but it is a wild thing to ask when you've just shown up and that's like the second thing you say to someone. All right, I've inspected their face. Time. Do you mind if I take a look over? Hmm, yes. All right, I'll need your help to look at their anus. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, obviously that that forensic tech might be part of Fringe Division, seeing as how she's allowed at this crime scene. And I I just feel like, is needing to see someone with translucent skin's asshole more strange than the translucent skin? Yeah. Like, what are you more worried about? The fact that this woman's skin is see-through or that someone needs to look at her see-through butthole? Because <laughs> there's a question for you. Is the butthole transparent? If all the skin is, then yes. Fortunately, we don't have to learn about that. <laughs> Everything around it is translucent except for one brown spot. Oh, no. <laughs> or white. She um, might bleach it. Uh, because instead we get uh, Olivia giving more information about the case to Lincoln and continuing to break the rules of the fringe team life. Yeah. Because um, Lincoln's like, whoa, this is another body. That's crazy. That must mean they're doing things. And Olivia's like, mm, yes, mm-hmm, this is the mm-hmm. second body. <laughs> That's crazy. Two bodies. Who could have seen this coming? Oh, my God. <laughs> Lincoln, uh, you're Olivia- so crazy. <laughs> Man, two, could you imagine if it was more than two? Like, you would need some sort of, like, secret room to hold all those bodies. Wouldn't that be yeah, weird? that would be crazy. <laughs> Anyways, let's go into the secret room. <laughs> but first, Lincoln's going to go and go, all right, you talked to all the suspects, but that one looks different. Talk to her again. Um, I'm a good Olivia detective, goes, all right. I swear. <laughs> Olivia's like, she's not different because she's a woman, Lincoln. We've been over this. <laughs> Lincoln, why are you they're, such a no, peep- creep? They're people, too. <laughs> To which, to which Lincoln responds, no, she's got short hair. She can't be a person. <laughs> she's not a woman. Look at her hair. I'm from Washington State. I'm he Lincoln looks at, Lee. He, he, looks like, he looks at Olivia and goes, oh, you remind me of someone I like, but she has different hair. But I like you as a blonde. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. And Olivia's um, like, I thought about dyeing scene. it red. And he's like, no, you'd look like a whore. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. You look like you um, look like someone I'd want to raise their child for. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, but hey, um, this is are the we, scene I was talking about. Are we unfair to Lincoln? No. Yes. No. Yes. No. You guys are so unfair to Lincoln. This no, he's a man. bad person. Well, this Lincoln specifically. This isn't that same Lincoln we were re- like this, that we've this seen. Lincoln is you don't cool. think he's going to take to over? He's. He, you don't think he plotted this? To kill his lover slash partner to take over his life? This poor Lincoln is just trying to live his life. Do you not think this Lincoln's going to go to his partner's widow and be like, Hey, you have two kids. I can be there for you. Would you like to marry me? This poor Lincoln. This poor, poor Lincoln. Until that seed happens, I will be kind, kinder to this Lincoln. Thank you, David. Kinder, not kind. I I understand. But hey, um, this is the scene I was talking about because Olivia goes and talks to this uh, woman and the woman goes, yeah, no, I had to call my boyfriend, but the cell reception was crap on the field. So I came out here. 
And Olivia's like, did you get a did you get a photo of him? She's like, yeah, and we get a close-up of the screen, and there's no Sprint logo. I was really hoping there was going to be a Sprint logo so they could complain about bad cell reception into a Sprint logo. Oh, that's um, actually probably why they didn't have a Sprint. Most likely. Gen- but, uh, genuinely, Sprint probably looked at the script and said, we can't do an ad placement here because you mentioned bad cell reception. Yeah. It's unfortunate, though. I was I was very very much hoping that it was going to happen. So how it's, much money do you think Fringe lost out on for not having that uh, Sprint logo? Well, I for, assume for not... I assume they Sprint pays them and says we need like seventeen ad spots over the course of the season, and there can't be more than three in an episode, kind of deal. Mm-hmm. I I assume it's something like that. So they just got to find spots to shoehorn it in. I mean, it's Sprint not like. Has- it's not like season six of Community where they do the Honda episode. <laughs> it's just the <laughs> plot is that someone's advertising Honda. <laughs> or, you know, the mid, the half season plot line of Subway, the human. <laughs> oh, was... Community's great. We should do Community. <laughs> Even though there are six seasons. <laughs> that's, that's your first problem. Uh... But no movie. Yet. Oh. Dan Hartman has said he's writing it. <laughs> oh, no. I don't trust right. Harmon. Right. I it. don't. Got yeah, it. we go into a super secret room with a whole bunch of bodies, yeah. and Broyles gives him Lincoln the dad talk of like, "Hey, stay away from Olivia. She's gone through some shit. Also, if you tell anyone about this, I will kill you with my bare hands." I was so surprised Broyles didn't just go. So you found out about the translucent <laughs> killers. <laughs> Listen, if Man, we were writing the show, he would have. We have dragged that joke kicking and screaming all the way from, like, episode seven. <laughs> because, though, And it will be... make its way... It will make its way to this Broyles' death if he dies. This, this would be the time for it, though. It's like, <laughs> literally, he's discovered something, and Broyles is here. He's giving him the talk. Oh, it's it's a shame that apparently this isn't as much of a meme as we make it. <laughs> <laughs> it is such like a jokeable line, though, and I'm glad we've carried that and Jones all the way through. It's it's so good. I love it so much. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, but instead... yeah, we get Lincoln gets the quick rundown. There's been a whole bunch of these murders where people are getting turned translucent. They've been doing their best. They can't find any sort of commonality between all the uh, uh, people. There doesn't seem to be anything. And Lincoln very sadly goes, he had Crohn's disease, my partner slash lover. He took iron (laughs) supplements. This is also where I'm getting huge Lincoln and his partner were fucking vibes. (laughs) The way he says this. I David, no, if, you if, you would know if your partner has Crohn's disease. Yes, because but the they're way he's, shitting yes, constantly. Yes, but the way he says it is what I'm saying. He says it like so longingly. We never had much snuggle time. <laughs> he always had to go. Listen, do you guys forget that I managed to uh, f- figure out that Nina and Bros were fucking from one conversation on a bench. <laughs> In season one. And then and then we got a single throwaway kiss, and that is all that you've gotten as your uh yeah, you know, I was right. so far. I was right. <laughs> I would like to point out it is still a single throwaway kiss. Yeah, yeah I think why would they put it in? Like they've done nothing with that plot line in so long. 
They've done nothing with sense. so many different plot lines. <laughs> That's yes. such a weird thing. It was like a big big Eddie. <laughs> what happens to Big Eddie? Is he big still Eddie running even, Boston? Big Eddie wasn't even a plot line. Come on. <laughs> it big was Eddie a, was a background <laughs> plot, like story point. Anyways, um, still in the room of bodies, um, they have been... Uh, They've been introduced. They learn that it, Lincoln learns that it's been uh, two weeks since these bodies started showing up, and oh boy, there's a lot of them. Someone's real good at them. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to a hardware store. Yes, with Mr. an observer because he's shopping. <laughs> yes. Is it a hardware store? I thought it was like some sort of used electronics store. It, it's is what I was it is an everything like, store. You can buy yeah. anything at the store. It seems like because everything yeah. is for sale, including yeah. the person behind the counter. It's uh, it's geez. one of those it's one of those weird yet super awesome like locally owned hardware stores where it's like mm-hmm. if you need that really obscure part, they probably yeah. have it, which well, works out it's... well for the observer because he's like, hey, I need all this shit, and the guy's like, cool, let me go bust open a cathode ray. Uh, TV for you to pull this one particular part out. I'm gonna charge you for the whole TV, though. Yeah, and, and our observer's like, "Yeah, okay, it sounds good." I'm also gonna take this weird piece that seemed to react to me. So, at which point the guy goes, "Cool, what do you need these things for?" Oh, I'm just trying to erase someone from existence. <laughs> which is where that man should have called the police. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'm pretty sure the man looked at the components that he gave him and went. I don't think you can do that, but okay. <laughs> you can't do that with these parts. Ah, I know what you need. The remove from time gun. <laughs> I have seven of those. Time a dozen. Factory down the block went out of business in 1985. <laughs> I snatched them all up for a penny. And then don't he get on my bad his... side or I'll erase you from time. <laughs> then he twirls his mustache. <laughs> oh, but anyways that's this scene <laughs> yep that's exactly what happens <laughs> and we cut back to the lab Let's... and two agents are bringing in uh the nadine the park most recent she's... dead body yeah mm-hmm. she's the dead woman who was in the car who needed yeah they're trying walter to figure has, out has required... <laughs> walter needs to inspect it personally now yeah. um... but where but is walter no one can see him they're like, where's Walter? And Astrid's like, yeah, uh, maybe he locked himself in this thing. Maybe he, I don't know. And so Astrid, or, uh, Astrid and Olivia go to go look for Walter, at which point uh, Lincoln is left alone in the lab and he hears a knocking coming from the sensory deprivation tank. It's back. It's back since season one. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got a bit of it in season two. We did. And season three. Just... Yeah. That's how Olivia just, makes it back to the feels... blue universe. This this entire episode feels like a new pilot. Uh, it really does. Um, that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. It is. Uh, but yeah, just... Lincoln goes and opens up the sensory deprivation tank. Walter crawls out and he starts screaming about a man in a mirror and how much he hates that Michael Jackson song. <laughs> um... <laughs> how dare you reference yep. the joke I was about to make. <laughs> Excellent. Well done. Um, and then he's like, no, but I swear there was, there's a man in the mirror. I'm not crazy. I swear I'm not crazy. And you know, someone's not crazy because they keep telling you they're not crazy. Um, that is how you know. And Astrid and Olivia is like, just, just calm down. You're all wet now here. Let's get you out of those clothes. And they also just stop at that sentence. Like there's no, and we'll get you into new clothes. Hey, you, Listen, that's, 
This scene is why we have Astrid Walter's shit. Oh, fucking oh. hell. I really hope that doesn't exist. Dude, oh. it 100% exists. Oh, that's upsetting to me. I'll find it and send it to you. No! Did you see the Walter without clothes except for a towel on and the literally the next scene where they're looking over a dead body? Yeah, they're looking over the dead body um, because uh, they decide not to talk about the man in the mirror because they're like, that's neither here nor there. Come on, let's keep going. Wow, fuck you. Hey. <laughs> I'm bringing it back hey. this season. Thought you could slip it, it in there. I'm gonna bring it back. <laughs> but yeah, they um, look over the the body and Walter says something about, oh, it's so sad because she was married and oh, something disrupts the life of two people who are meant to be together. And you're like, oh, he's probably talking about Peter. Okay. And then while none of the other victims had the same iron deficiency as Agent Lee's partner, they all suffered from health problems that resulted with poisoning from heavy metals like lead, zinc, and mercury. Yeah. So the translucent person is apparently harvesting heavy metals from people. Which seems like there would be an easier way to get heavy metals than from yeah. stealing it from people's blood. Why wouldn't you just buy metal supplements? You well, know, I don't think they like sell the heavy iron, metal. I don't like think the they iron sell... supplements that Lee's partner was taken. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Lee's Robert also seemed like an attack of like um, convenience. Like I don't think they were aiming for him necessarily, as like the rest of them. Yeah, maybe. But hey, we're here now. Uh... <laughs> but literally, this episode shapeshifters. So we'll move on. Yes, yeah. literally shapeshifters. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we do cut to uh, our translucent man. Um, he, I think we skipped over the scene. He injects himself with some type of orange compound and is like, ah, cool, this is fine, and starts to make notes. We come back to him still making the same note, but his hands start shaking and a new and, fingernail grows. And this was nope. This was so much nope for me. And then so he's like, oh, cool, nope. tasty fingernail. And then he just pulls it straight uh, off. Nope, 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 oh, nope, yeah. nope, 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 nope. And goes, mm, let oh, me yeah. lick that wound clean. Uh, so let gross. Me, let me poke the flesh that's underneath my fingernail. Uh, Have you ever f- wondered what that feels like? Uh, <laughs> I don't think David wants to hey, talk David, about this do you anymore. Ever, do you ever have the fear that if someone, like, you had your hand on a door and it slammed closed and your fingernail? Um, I had that happen to me. I think I've had that happen <laughs> to me, too. That's <laughs> why I don't want to talk about this, because that sucked <laughs> so much and was very traumatizing, because I think I was, like, eight. <laughs> but hey, well, Translucent um, Man starts burning all the documents because he's a big corporate CEO, apparently. Um, and then Olivia comes hey. in and is like, hey, man, I'm with the IRS. Why are you burning all <laughs> oh, these tax we missed, documents? We missed a moment as well where uh, Walter is doing hey. the autopsy, right? Because he yeah. cuts out like a organic component or like a, uh, a non-organic oh, yeah. component from the, uh, uh, one of the corpses, right? Yeah. And he's like, does this, re- does this look- resemble anything or like, does this look familiar? It's fucking shapeshifters. No, is that this or no, is that later after on. Olivia? That's after yeah. the kill one. That's way later on. Never mind. I'm that's way yes. later on. What we you're missing two... is the train station. Yeah, two fringe agents show up at a train yard, and one of right. them gets like pulled underneath and is shot a couple of times. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, Olivia and Lee show up, and Lee stays behind to stabilize one of them. And while Olivia goes and deals with Translucent Man, apparently Translucent Man number one, who she yes. ends up shooting and killing him. Um, and right, then Lincoln. Oh, okay. I remember what we were missing. After a fight. They, they get a ping that one of the diseased credit cards get used, mm. right? And then they're like, yeah. oh, maybe that's the killer. Like, oh, no, it's just an automatic payment for a commuter pass. And then Lincoln's like, a commuter pass? That's it. All of these people got killed because they take commuter trains regularly or something. At which, at which point, I would like to point out that they almost do concentric circles again as they highlight they all the locations. They on the map, they s- yeah. <laughs> Everything is concentric circle. Isn't it, isn't it beautiful? <laughs> but yeah, they use that to figure out to go to the uh, train station. And that's where those two fringe agents get attacked. Olivia and Lincoln show up. Lincoln uh, basically tries to save the life of the one fringe agent who got shot and is still like alive. And Olivia goes to deal with the uh, translucent man. This is where she gets beat the shit out of for a while. Where I'm like, do they, do they have super strength? Because it seems like it. Or like it something. certainly does. And um, she, Olivia manages to get to her gun, shoots the uh, guy dead, and then Lincoln hears the gunshots, climbs up a train, and then just stares at Olivia through a window creepily for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Which, did you, you noticed this, right, Nick? Yeah. Uh, Charlie, yeah? Yeah. yeah Tim yeah. just staring it's... at Olivia and going, mm, man, that she's hot <laughs> or something. David. Oh, David, man, she got suspiciously pregnant. When her boyfriend left her, I would totally fucking propose. <laughs> um, but yeah, Lincoln goes, okay, yeah, she's got this. I'm going to go back to tending the wounds of this agent. Oh, he's awake. And the agent's like, he, he took my gun. And Lincoln's like, no, it's all fine. She killed him. He's like, no, there, there, were, mo- there were two of them. And Lincoln's like, oh, fuck. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, yep. shit. Oh, fuck. Olivia, he's coming. Oh, God, she has AirPods in. <laughs> Oh, that one got to David. <laughs> Such a stupid meme. I unironically um, yes. love that meme. Uh, but yeah, so Lincoln goes and pulls his gun out, and we get a cool like gun cocking sound as he goes to save Olivia. And Lincoln manages to shoot another translucent man dead, just really yeah. easily. He looks pissed after he does it, though. Yeah. Oh. Do you think this was Lincoln's first kill? No. No, because nah. he kind of he kind of reacts to it weirdly. I thought because he like seems to be very um, pensive after the kill. Well, I mean, pensive probably because this may have been the guy to kill his partner. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. If you had just killed your lover's killer, how would you feel? Pensive? No, probably jazzed about it. I think. Really? With also how soon fair. it was since they died. Yeah, I would feel like you'd be more jazz the sooner it was because you're like you're still like on that revenge boner. <laughs> I feel like you and I have different uh... <laughs> different causes of erections. <laughs> well, yes, now that part too. Uh... Um. Oh, all right. But yeah, Anyways. Olivia comes to Lincoln. is like, "Hey, good, good job." Lincoln's like, "Thanks." And they bring the bodies back to the lab where Walter does an autopsy of them. And this is where he discovers the weird components in them. Um, this is after Lincoln learns that um, his, his lover's of... body will be released. Yes. Yeah. 
because before he learned um walter's plan on keeping any decent bodies for study because hey these bodies can't be released back to the families because then there's a paper trail and we can't quite explain what the fuck happened to them yeah why uh, we, but you know what you who can we are do. You why can... do we take them that kind of stuff you know what you can do you can burn these bodies to a crisp and say that they all died in a fire i See? mean i mean yes um but yeah, Lincoln finds out his lover's body is going to be returned back to uh, the, his family. Um, and he's like super jazzed about that because that'll make him swooping in there to take over the kids way easier with them having closure, I guess. Um, but I, I feel bad every time I make these jokes about Lincoln. <laughs> but he's got to stop doing creepy things. Like, come he on, dude. He really does. And then, so Walter, like, they find the mechanical piece and Walter's like, Oh, these are fucking shapeshifters. What the fuck? Um, and Lincoln's like, what do you mean? They're not from here. Do you mean like China? Is it China? Cause China's the enemy, right? Trump was right. <laughs> oh no. And Olivia's like MAGA MAGA, but no. <laughs> 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 just mega mega like she's the road runner <laughs> mega mega <laughs> and she runs away um, oh fuck I can't alright I mute for one second and we go off on this track no fuck you guys back on the episode back Olivia's <laughs> like Maga Maga, I gotta take you to the promised land. Oh no. And then takes him. It's the capital. We're gonna storm (laughs) it. No, off from that. Back. But but they're invited in because all all Lincoln has to do is has his hand scanned and then the there's a military guy there, a military sergeant, and he's like, okay, what's your badge number? And Lincoln rhymes it off and it's like, blood type. Any existing medications? And Lincoln's like, these are ridiculous questions to ask while he's in a top secret facility, facility. on Liberty Island. Yeah, but they take Lincoln through some weird scanner devices as well. Lincoln's like, what the fuck's going on? Olivia's like, you'll, you'll see. And they go out into the room where the universes are combined. The machine room. Yeah, and we get, I think, a really cool sort of sight here where Lincoln looks like across and sees a, like a bunch of storm clouds on the other universe and he turns around to look at the window behind him and it's just a clear sunny day and he's like what the fuck is going on um well no he he sees um uh, zeppelin that's later that's later oh at the end yeah sorry yeah because uh then lincoln essentially um full livia at this point comes up through another elevator and lincoln's looking at her and then he's looking at livia and he's like what the fuck's happening and he's like this is my wet dream all of a sudden And I thought uh, Full Olivia had a really interesting look where she, like, obviously knows, like, this is Lincoln, right? Because she looks at him and she goes, cute. Or, like, oh, man, your Lincoln sucks or something. <laughs> That's the kind of vibe I got. It's just, she saw, yeah. like, Blue she gives a little. She gives a little smirk and it's like, oh, I see look at how this, it is. Look at this fucking four eyes. Anyways. I could dominate him, but it wouldn't be as fun. <laughs> um. Olivia's like, hey, what the fuck? We found uh, another shapeshifter, um, and this is what they were they pow- were powered with. What the fuck? 
And Folivia's like, all right, okay. Yeah, I know that the shapeshifters were listening to Walternate, but whatever. Uh, thanks for this one piece of evidence you have. Bye. We'll look into it, I guess. And then a Zeppelin flies overhead and Lincoln's like, no, really, what the fuck is going on? Lincoln goes, yeah, fuck yeah, Zeppelins. <laughs> okay, but fun. Biden getting sworn in doesn't count though, right? Wait, what? Oh, oh we're back on that. Okay. <laughs> I got so confused. Uh, and yeah, Lincoln walks out and I guess he's part of the fringe team now officially. Uh, yeah. Because he gets his old clearance updated, and he knows the the universe exists now. Because hey, that's that's a that's a big drop to have. Well, um, and it, it's weird because when he gets the documents, Burles is like, "This raises your clearance," and this one says, "You're you agree to be prosecuted if you talk about anything you see." And Lincoln's kind of like, "Oh, that's a weird clause." I'm like, "Again, you work for the fucking FBI. How weird is that?" It doesn't seem that weird to me either. Yeah. You probably have had access to some level of secret information that comes with a, you will be prosecuted if you disclose this. Yeah. But we cut to Walter making himself a milkshake before bed. Yeah, because he now also lives in the lab because he is completely cut out from the entire world. Um, We get a lot of his sort of, um, uh, what's the phobia he has here? Agoraphobia. uh, Agoraphobia, yeah. Agoraphobia. Yeah. Because Astrid, when they're looking for him, Astrid's like, where could he have gone? And Olivia's like, it's not like he leaves the lab ever. He's terrified, too. Yeah. Which, which makes a lot of sense. He has no like connection to the outside world now without Peter or without Peter well, in his life. So uh, Olivia even <laughs> mentions that where um, after he gets out of the tank and's like, is he okay? And Olivia's like, he's not always here, but he can be brilliant. He just never had anything to tether him to the world. Yeah. He's probably also not really allowed to be free in the world, um, considering he doesn't really have someone to like be released to um, as a facility. Well, I think I think it's kind of implied even before like he had William Bell take out pieces of because we don't even know. This is the other thing. Why did the Cortexa fan trial still happen? There, there's a lot. There's there's a whole bunch that we don't know. Like, does does Olivia yeah. still have telekinesis? Is Olivia now going to just... Why didn't Olivia just force choke that dude or something? Uh, well, because that happened significantly further into the future. Um, yeah, but... Eh, um... I, will, I will die on that hill, David. Um, <laughs> she, she specifically said far in the future, yeah, a couple years ago, I did, I did a lot of training on it. Um, Why doesn't Olivia do that training now? Because she doesn't know she can. If I had the hints of telekinesis, I would be training that every single day. <laughs> really, David? When the rest of your life is what Olivia already has to deal with? Fuck the rest of your life. Telekinesis. <laughs> Go to a cabin Ugh. like Scarlet Witch and just train. Yeah, come on. Um, but yeah, uh, Walter is getting ready for bed. And in the TV, he starts to freak the fuck out because he starts saying... Oh my god, it's the man, it's the man in the mirror, he's in my television, and we see that the man in the television is Peter. <gasps> we also see the observer powering up the erase from time gun. Oh and yes. Going to flick the switch and then going, but what if I didn't again? What if, what if <laughs> I keep fucking mis- up? <laughs> what if I made another mistake though? Like just another oopsies. Yeah. I think okay. September is a bad observer is what we're learning. <laughs> 
Yeah, he doesn't Basically. do much observing. He does a lot of interfering. <laughs> doing. There's a lot of doing and then goes, nah, never mind, actually. Uh, hey, at least he's not that observer who kidnapped a woman. He's not that dude. Hey, that dude is he my does... favorite. He's my hero. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Just a man who goes out and takes what he wants. Oh, no. <laughs> After developing a paraso- parasocial relationship with someone. Um... Oh, no. <laughs> man. Good, good, to know that Charlie, good to know that Charlie's going to go kidnap a Twitch streamer. Wait. Oh, uh, God, don't don't joke about that. That's that's very scary and too it real. It is terrifying. For now, like that, the whole rise of the parasocial relationship and shit is terrifying. Uh, it was, it's been there for a while. It's just finally been brought to the forefront because it got too bad. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it was as there though. Of how comp, like, ah, I don't know. Okay, I, the pandemic, the pandemic definitely brought it further along. No, um, it, even it, before the no, pandemic, with with yeah. the I will like, strongly, people screaming eight hours a day, I will strongly argue that it's a Gen Z thing. Yeah, where our generation didn't fully grow up with internet and stuff like that, and we didn't even grow up with live streaming. Where if we wanted to watch people, it was through carefully edited and curated YouTube videos. Yes, and then live streaming came in, and that's kind of why our generation doesn't appreciate live streaming as much because we had all these objectively higher quality content that was kind I, of dripped out to us. And yeah, then now I, it's like you get all that content all the time through streaming, but you have to watch 20 hours to get the good half hour. Well, I think it's also the fact that it is for so long and it is live. It's like, it's like the fake impression that, no, I actually know this person. Like, yeah. Well, also because yeah. the person makes mistakes. It's not the perfect stuff. It's everything. Yeah. Uh, but because but then you have working a job. It's <laughs> yeah. But then you have Gen Z growing up, and it's they're five years old, and oh, okay, there's this live streamer. He's kid friendly, and they're inducted into it almost immediately. And so many things are now kind of Twitch streamed, where you just have commentators with a face cam talking over something. Let's that let's it, let's yeah. not get too yeah. old manny screaming at the younger generation <laughs> with this we're, we're almost through the episode i'm yeah. so proud of us i mean, I mean no we're, we're, we're done, done the episode <laughs> we walter sees it. peter and his tv throws his remote at it and freaks the fuck out that that's the episode um the, can i i would the, like to read uh this little last line of my summary that i'm working off of which is the tv <laughs> tropes recap which is um at the end of the episode he breaks his tv after seeing someone reflected in the screen Someone he doesn't recognize, but the audience does. Peter. <laughs> which, uh, which, all right, okay. <laughs> uh, the, the glyphs spell out appear. Ooh. Or app pair, if you want to pronounce oh, it right. I, I, I think yep. it's app pair. I think yep. it's a special yep. app that lets you eat a pair. Or. Yeah. Well, no, it's, app, it's appetizers. Or app um, ear. An appetizing yes. ear? Walter does mention well, he's growing an ear under a dome at the beginning of the episode. He does. That he does. And hey, Ooh. the Observer is actually a character in this episode. Go watch the episode. Um, I guess I can also they go show up in the background of a couple episodes. There's four times we see Peter in this episode. Ooh, what are those times? Uh, the flicker on Liberty Island at the beginning as our Olivia Lee. Um... The wiki listed as an individual, which may or may not be Peter, is temporarily visible in Walter's lab, the syringe to the pigeon. Uh, It's behind Walter and 
uh, behind Walter, Astrid, Astrid leaves the area. Um, Jean, apparently, Jean turning towards Walter isn't turning towards Walter. She's turning towards the flicker. Ooh. Who knows? Um, the You see a glimpse of Peter um, as Walter is sitting down in his lab to eat popcorn as Nadine parks body through the video link. And then finally in the TV. Cool. Cool. Um, what is our next episode clue, Nick? Um, all right. So, David, if you remember back to the last episode, if I remember back as well. Um, Are you making one up? No. No? <laughs> this, is a, this is a real one. Is it? it? Nick, I don't think Nick has it. <laughs> if there's wow, a real I don't have one. it right now. Wow, Nick, thanks for fucking playing <laughs> along with the joke. Oh, okay. I'm sorry, Charlie. <laughs> I, well, Charlie, I was like, oh, shit, he actually found it? Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> the next episode clue is the very end of last episode where Peter disappears and how this episode deals with that. <laughs> no, no, no. We got shapeshifters in this episode. Um, what you didn't notice was that in the background of the last episode, we had the skull and crossbones again on a flag. Uh, but this time it was slightly translucent. Um. Oh, we did miss uh, one moment where uh, when after Olivia and Lincoln kill the two shapeshifters, we get to see a third shapeshifter uh, we do. with translucent skin, and she turns sort of back to human looking and just glares at camera. <laughs> so my guess is she's going to be the three name villain of this season. Ooh. <laughs> So I'm excited yeah, to learn no, her uh, three different names. No, the uh, next uh, episode clue was actually when Peter had like the seizure in the machine, he pissed his pants, and that's foreshadowing <laughs> the opening sequence being a piss yellow. Um, I would I would also like to point out the other fun thing that we get that brings us right back to season one, episode one, uh, is um, we see a couple of those glyphs again. Um, specifically, oh, yes. the leaf glyph. Shows I noticed up again. that one actually. After in the hand, um, in the hand scanner? yes, in the hand scanner, I noticed that. I thought that was cool. Uh, yeah, apparently, so the, the butterfly the, the glyph, glyph is back. also. Oh, yeah. uh, white concrete step near the rail car that Agent Lee climbs uh, during the last like action scene, or the the where they kill the two shapeshifters. Observers, yeah, or shifters. Not observers. They don't kill observers. observers unless that's a spoiler, and these are observers. No, they have hair. Ooh. I think they're observers. That's my All wild right. guess. Because Nick, Nick slipped up. I think those they're <laughs> observers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Slipped up. All right. <laughs> Nick misspeak? Ratings. Never. Never. <laughs> Couldn't happen. Uh, Nick, this word is, bad? This is a, a four to a four and a half. This is a really good season opener for me. Um, where they, they don't kind of go into like, oh, wow, Peter's gone. How do we get him back and have like someone immediately remember him? They're just kind of like, yeah, Peter's gone. Fucking deal with it. He's maybe kind of here, but it doesn't matter. What if, what if Fringe, but without Peter? It's and fun. we have to reintroduce Lincoln. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. I think this is a four for me as well. This is a good opener to the season and showing us what the season's going to be like. And I also think they're going to resolve the Peter issue really quickly and Peter will be back in the show. Preparing well, for Nick's sort of solid two. With that final, with that final scene of the uh, of the episode, there. What would you do uh, if Joshua Jackson was just apparitions and cameos the whole season? The whole season? I I don't <laughs> think they could do that. That'd be crazy. Oh, it'd be amazing. Um, but yeah, no, I it's it's somewhere between a three and a half and a four. Um, I have slight issues with the uh, the fact that we're back to shapeshifters, but again, 
Um, but I'm, Shape- I'm not a big fan of that. <laughs> shapeshifters, but slightly different. <laughs> it's it's shapeshifters, but also we brought back the season one, uh, the season one uh, John Scott um, like just clear body skin. thing. Yeah. <laughs> And they also which, talk about John Scott again, which is crazy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Lee is so, like, you don't know also, what it's like to lose a partner that you sleep in hotel rooms with. And Olivia's like, oddly enough, I do. That, and, and I will say that is most, the fact that they like harken back and there are so many fucking callbacks to like the pilot episode is most of the reason why this isn't like a three or a two and a half for me. Um, is I really like how they do all of that and how this feels like another pilot while not being a pilot. Yeah, um, it's a pilot where you're like, what's going on if you've never seen the show before? But if you have, you're like, this is the pilot again, but they've changed it, and I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, that's, that's what carries this, because I think the fringe element is very weak, and I am not a fan of shapeshifters, but again. Shapeshifters, uh, but translucent skin. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but also, I guess they're more human this time, question mark? Yeah. They, don't need, they don't need to break their face to change shape. Like, strict upgrade. Yeah, it's weird. Whatever. Great. I think that brings us to the end of our episode. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us for the start of Season 4 of Four Seasons and a Funeral. Absolutely ridiculous that we've made it this far. Um, I'm really excited to dig into the last good season of Fringe (laughs) and hope that it ends on a high spot before we dig into the garbage that is season five. Um, Hey, maybe you'll love it. Maybe I'll love it. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but we usually, the three of us have pretty similar tastes in media. So if you guys don't like it, I don't think I will. So. Um, hey, I've only seen three episodes of it. Uh, that's of not promising, five. Nick. <laughs> that doesn't speak well of season five. Um, but yeah, if you guys liked listening to us ramble and discuss Fringe, please feel free to leave us a review or give you know a recommendation to your friend. Uh, like that kind of sharing of our content would really help us get more downloads and also give us more motivation to do more episodes. Um, But yeah, uh, you can leave us a review on uh, iTunes or Spotify or Google Play Store or any of the podcasting services that you use. Um, Until next time, outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under an attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license. 